Hi, everyone. The following podcast is a direct message network and podcast one production. We are directly to your favorite stars. I like a bed that's really firm. I need something a little softer than that. Rest easy. With the Sleep Number 360 Smart Bed, you can both adjust your comfort with your Sleep Number setting. Can it really help me fall asleep faster? Yes, by gently warming your feet. Okay, but can it help keep us asleep? It senses your movements and automatically adjusts to keep you effortlessly comfortable. Sleep Number, proven quality sleep is life-changing sleep. Don't miss our New Year's special. The Queen Sleep Number 360 C2 Smart Bed is only $899, plus special financing, only for a limited time. To learn more, go to sleepnumber.com. Special financing subject to credit approval. Minimum monthly payments required. See store for details. This is Adulting Like a Mother Father. Thanks for tuning in to learn more. We applaud you. Now sit back, relax. So baby, keep it pushing while we have a couple laughs. And maybe get a little mushy. But don't forget to take a deep breath. Adulting can be hard sometimes. Just take the next step. Pick the right foot up and put it in front of the left. You do this over and over and you'll be ahead of the rest. And let me introduce you to the star of the show, Daniela Monet. I bet you probably heard her say, Chicago, Chicago. Well, now she's all grown up and got a little baby boy. His name is Gio. Dang, what a bundle of joy. We're a tribe of three, but we're building a community. So come along. It's time for some adulting. Welcome back to Adulting Like a Mother Father, everyone. I'm Daniela Monet, the mother. And I'm Andrew, the father. And we're both adults. Take it away. And if you're an adult or just trying to be one, this is the show for you. We've got a really cool episode ahead of you guys. With a dope guest. Yeah, we've got Sophia Esperanza on the show. She's an environmentalist, an animal activist, and an all-around just brilliant, creative human being. And I'm excited to jump into her journey. But before that, let's get into some adulting wins and fails. As we do. Okay, so I'll start us off. Okay, moms and dads out there, fellow adults, hear me out on this. We went away to a glorious weekend getaway at the Terranea Resort, not far from our house. Felt like we were in another app. I mean, I couldn't even tell you where we were. It felt like a mixture of Australia. I know you think that's weird, but like a mixture of Bondi with like Hawaii with maybe Malibu. I don't even know. Um, And we have doors just opening themselves. Yeah. So <laughs> basically, we went away and sorry, that made no sense. There's made a no door sense. We're sitting in a room, us. the door just opened by itself. And that's what I meant by we have doors okay. opening. Welcome themselves. to our small, creaky, old, little, cutesy home. So we went away, and I just feel like everything about it was really everything you could imagine and more. The only part, and this is probably my fail, is that I need to work on being able to check out and relax and really settle into, you know, a beautiful vacation. And it's really hard to do that when you're a mom and you constantly are thinking about your little one for some reason. I don't know why I'm like that, but um it's just I guess my my default. Does that make sense? <laughs> yeah, it makes sense. Just had to close that creaky door. <laughs> uh yeah, no, that makes sense to me. But it makes me wonder if you feel like that all the time or if it was just the like it's a different feeling because we're away and it's a new place and Gio wasn't feeling 100%. Um, I think it's a little bit of everything. And if I'm being completely a hundo, I think one of the things that gives me this like subtle anxiety is not being in control of like our normal routine things, like having foods that we're used to eating. I didn't pack like a ton. And so had I known there was going to be a beautiful full kitchen, which by the way, that's a real come up that I didn't know about. I could have prepared more of his foods, but instead we were using room service. This sounds so 
hoity-toity. Right sure does. Now. It sounds awful. Yep. I mean, listen, we deserve. I'm sitting the back getaway. going, "Wow, what no, 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 a no, no, problem!" No, no. Oh my gosh, I hope the people out there can relate on this level. When you leave your home, it's just you—you you lack the the basic conveniences or routine that you're used to. For and sure. as a mom, and maybe as a new mom, you just feel a little out of sorts. And maybe and your so, routines are just a bit more rigid than some others. I guess who would have especially thunk? around food. I think so. But yeah. look, in all fairness, like that's just your thing and that's what we're doing. It's it's, you know, it comes from a place of love in your mind. It's the best thing that you can do for Geo and it's just important to you. So it's not a big deal. It's just it takes more energy and preparation, especially if you're going to go somewhere that's not your place where you have all your own stuff. Totally. And to piggyback on that, I when Gio's not feeling 100%, he was teething. His eye was a little itchy and red and watery. And on top of that, I didn't know if he was maybe even coming down with a cold or if that just is like side effects of him teething. He had the runny nose. I just want to make sure that I'm able to cook for him the way that I would want to cook for someone who wasn't feeling well. I wanted to make him soups and have fresh juices and things like that. I'm crazy, okay? I need to just stop talking. What is your win and fail? Wait, did you have a... Was that your win and fail? That sure was. So going away, but the fail was like... Not being able to just... Losing control. Be on vacation. Right. Right. Okay. Um, yes, I have a win. My win is this, and hopefully people can relate to this, and it doesn't have to be about what I'm talking about, but just in general. And what it is, is I'm a person who likes to exercise or lift weights or whatever, at least four, typically five times a week. And I feel like the last couple of weeks, because I've been... I've allowed myself to refocus some of that energy and time onto Drew Coffee. Um, I haven't worked out as much as I would like to because for me, it's so much more than building a body. Like that is my stress release for the day. Like that is my, that's my personal time. That's my time to like just sit in my own thoughts uh, to make myself better. It's just like it's a special personal time for me, Mm -hmm. you know, but the win is, in the past, I would have beat myself up for, for not getting out there five days a week or six days a week. I would have been like, well, like you should always have time for this. No matter what you're doing, this should always be scheduled in, which is valid, right? But I think the little bit older, more mature me is, is giving myself a little more leeway and a little more credit. And I think what I'm trying to say is just being a little bit nicer to myself and allowing myself to believe that it's okay that I'm not doing everything that... I may be giving this up, but it's for a specific purpose, which is to work on this and make sure this goes the way that it's supposed to go. I respect that. Does that make sense? I know it was a long way to say it, but it was just like, I just, I'm getting more comfortable with being a little bit nicer to myself. I think that's great. I think that that's a powerful lesson and I would be silly not to relate in that regard, because <laughs> in the past, and if you guys recall in past episodes, we've talked a lot about how I have no longer worked out really, um, since having geo consistently. And I think when you were saying what you were just saying, it made a lot of sense to me because I've pivoted that energy and that time into him and also to prioritizing like work things that are important. And if I don't take care of him or my work, then the anxiety I feel outweighs the stress relief I would get from one workout. Sure. So it is just about rebalancing and it's like, I think it's perfectly fine. Okay. Welcome to adulting. Good, good. Um, (laughs) The fail... 
I should have started with the fail. I don't like ending with the fail. Okay. The fail was, um, it just always, I don't know. It always comes back to geo. It's like, we tried to go on vacation, call it whatever you want, vacation, little getaway, whatever. This place was beautiful. Like absolutely beautiful. I know we had friends that have been before, but like I had never seen it. I never even seen that side of, of Palos Verdes. Palos Verdes is like this. I don't even know what you call it. It's this piece of land that kind of juts off, off the coast, like just south of LA. I guess it's part of LA, LA County. I, I, I summed it up in like a couple different places. It feels like a Hawaii meets a Bondi sure. of Australia. Okay. But it's, it's California. Okay. I'm just, you know, right. Terran Air Resort for anyone who wants to check it out for yeah. themselves. So the fail is just that. Like we went for a beautiful weekend and it was, still was beautiful. Um, but G was struggling a bit with what could have been a cold. Like you said, I think you explained it already. And it's yeah. just, it's tough, you know, cause you can't fully enjoy when you're a parent. So any parents out there, I, I know, understand this. If your kid is off, even the slightest degree, you're off. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And I guess kudos to those who aren't, who are just like, all right, that's your problem. Deal with it. I'm all right. (laughs) You know, maybe it's the mindset of knowing he's going to be totally fine or she's going to be totally fine just dealing with whatever it is. Uh, But I'm not going to let it affect my life. Right. Yeah. That's That's just not me. Where we're at yet. No. Maybe you work to that, but I find it hard to believe that even when you have a high school or a college student, you're not, you're not thinking, how are they doing? Are they struggling? Um, yeah, whatever. They're in a relationship and you want to like step in and give them support. I mean, there's so many avenues of their life that we're going to be so invested in. It just is what it is. It is what it is. So let's pivot here. Okay. Why don't you, you, you kind of did this already, but why don't you give our guest a very warm, Oh yeah. And special introduction because it's, it's deserving. Yeah. She's very, and then we'll take a break and we'll get into the interview. Awesome. All right. So before we uh, take a break, we'll come back with Sophia Esperanza. You may know her from Instagram. She's an absolute looker, but more than anything, she is someone who I respect in more ways than one. She's an environmentalist and animal activist to the hundredth degree. And she is really creative and she's doing a lot of cool things, um, in the environmentalist space, but also, you know, blending in her passion. So we'll take a break and we'll come back with Sophia. More adulting like a mother father. When we come back. All right, guys, if you're like me, um, you like free stuff. And I have a free sample for you guys to try this week um, from OxyClean Odor Blasters. I don't know about you guys, but uh, our place has been getting a little funky uh, because we're doing some working out out in the garage and we're bringing all, obviously, our our clothes in. uh, And they're just nasty, at least mine are. Uh, we've got a couple dogs who, you know, are all around the house and they are also nasty sometimes, but OxyClean has, has done magic for me. Uh, these little odor blasters, they just blast away the funk, uh, that you would imagine is, is in my workout clothes and on the dog's blankets and on the rugs, uh, and everything else that they touch. So if, uh, if you got some of that going on in your life and, uh, you want to rid it with something that's super powerful, uh, and will just blast away that funk. Uh, I got something for you for you to try. So you've got to try OxyClean Odor Blasters for yourself. To work your magic with OxyClean, go to OxyClean.com slash try me and order a free sample. That's OxyClean.com slash try me, T-R-Y-M-E, for a free odor blaster sample while supplies last. And now back to adulting like a mother father. 
and welcome to our show, Adulting Like a Mother Father. Thank you so much. I went and told my boyfriend, I was like, I think we're pretty clever, but this title here is... <laughs> it's pretty good. Oh, I thought it was one thing. And then when I found that it was the other thing, I was like, so it's double genius. <laughs> <laughs> thank you. Thank you. Um, I'm so excited to have you on the show. So if you're not familiar, we talk about all things pertaining to adulthood and um, we consider all of our guests a pro in some way. So I want to kick off the show with some adulting wins and fails. That's sort of how we warm up, get our juices going. Do you have anything this week that really felt like a solid win and an epic fail? A solid win and an epic fail. Well, first, before I get into this, I'm going to close this because I have four cats and they're all trying to get in one paper bag. And <laughs> it's going to be like, for all of our listeners, Sophia is a mom of many animals and we love that about her. I have four cats and um, I question my sanity every single day. Um, But I feel like, so this week, interesting. So I, um, I'm on my way to Canada pretty soon. So I'll be, I'll be there probably in the next week to maybe a week and a half at most. And I feel like this week in particular has been very hard because I'm used to being able to problem solve everything on my own. I'm kind of like a fixer. I can, I can figure out how to do anything. I feel like if I put my mind to it and given coronavirus, given the election, given all of these outward external factors that we don't have any control over, I am now limited in my control. And it's made me feel a bit, um, I guess it's made me feel a bit powerless at times because I, I know that I can do all these things, but I have all these hurdles put ahead of me. Um, you know, getting to Canada is not easy anymore uh, just because of COVID and the election. And a lot of people are actually fleeing to Canada just because given they don't know what the out, you know, the outcome of the collect the, the election will be. Um, so I feel like in that way, I have felt like this week in particular, it's just been a major failure in that sense, because I just, I just have to keep hurdles, hurdles, hurdles. And it just, it's like never ending. Um, but on the flip side of that, I feel like it has shown me how much perseverance I have to get what I want. It's made me try 10 times, a hundred times harder to, to get there. So it's actually proving to be a bit character building right now. And I'm actually really grateful for it. So it's actually a joke. How many, how many hurdles have been put in in front of me in this given moment in time and just certain things that I have to deal with. And yeah, I'm actually really proud of myself for completely keeping my head on my shoulders while all of this goes on as I am the whole world, because I know if I'm dealing with it, there's people out there who are dealing with it hundred times harder than I am. So I think it's given me more empathy towards people too. I'm looking around, walking outside every day, knowing that everybody's going through some shit right now. <laughs> so that's so true. And I've seen a little bit of like the stuff that I think you're alluding to over like the past. I mean, I would say even further than this last week, you had like a really weird situation with one of your apartments 
where like it literally was falling apart. Um, so I hear you, girl. We're with you. Yeah. I mean, I, I never thought in that in particular, I never thought I would ever give a negative review. Like I'm not one to leave a Yelp review and, and do, I don't, I just, I, I have time to do those things, but I choose not to spend my time doing those things. Um, maybe that person's having a really hard day and I don't want to make it harder. So anyways, with that living situation though, the roof literally fell down on our head. No, it was gnarly. Like she had the most I mean, it was something out of a movie. I literally came into your apartment. We, okay, so I am, I am upstairs, taking a bath, finish, come back downstairs, sitting on the couch, and I'm swimming in the corner of my eye, and then I realized that the roof is literally dipping in over my head right. to explode water on top of me, but I see right where it's over, and it's all our technology. We have all of our laptops, our mics everything and i had to in that moment like move everything and then 10 seconds later all splash <laughs> oh my gosh that's crazy that's wild and that's just one of the situations at this place but let's Wait, i, I want to just touch on something real quick it sounds like you're trying to get to canada for something special maybe i missed this if i missed this sorry what is it yeah so i with my job i can kind of pick it up and take it anywhere with youtube with food um in fact it's actually really fun to travel with it because it gives me opportunity to explore um, just new culture, new spices, new produce that's in season. So it's actually really fun. Um, but my boyfriend is there and he's filming season two of his show right now. Uh, so, yeah, I'm just I'm, I'm heading out there to, to be with the one I love. So <laughs> I love it. Enjoy your life. OK. All right. I want to I want to skip ahead, but also take us a, a little bit back. Right. So for our listeners who aren't familiar with you, you've had quite the journey and come up in not only social media and your modeling career and your acting career, now in your creative career with YouTube and your activism with animals. I would love for you to just sum up how this all came about and where you were versus where you are today with it. Would love to. Um, so I am from Texas. I'm from a really small town in Texas. And I grew up having a really strong connection with animals, but also just the environment, nature. Like I would sit outside all day in a tree and literally look at ants with a, with a microscope without burning them because that's evil. Actually like looking at bugs all day. Bugs are my first friends. Mm-hmm. And I have just always had this connection and it wasn't like, oh, they're so cute. I love them. It was like, I'm so fascinated and I felt so connected to them. I think there's a big difference in coveting something and actually wanting to experience it in its natural environment and just observe. And that was definitely me. So I grew up like that. Uh, eventually asked my mom at like seven years old, uh, what am I eating in terms of you know animal products? She said it was an animal and there was no conversation. It was just, okay, I'm not going to eat that anymore. Wow. And from seven to 13, Ate, I was vegetarian, so I ate no animals, um, body parts, but I ate their secretions. And then um, from 13 to 20, I went through a major depression. Um, hormones going crazy, living in a really small town where I was very, I was very artistic, very creative. And I felt so limited where I was because I didn't know that there was any outlet for me outside of where I lived. So I just felt very 
out of touch with myself. And so I felt like I had to kind of do the things in my town that brought me connection with people. And I was sacrificing my own passion at the same time. So very low sense of self and low self-esteem. And um, yeah, so I spiraled kind of out of control, did a lot of terrible things to my body. I actually dipped into drugs at this time. I started to act out. Um, I mean, I was just out of control. And um, when you can't love yourself, you can't love anything else. And that's just literally what it was. So I went through a really heavy depression um, pretty much for seven years from 13 to 20, just completely out of control. And that's when I started eating animal products again. Always knowing in the back of my mind, though, that this was not me. And I almost did it to kind of prove people wrong. Like, I'm, I'm cool. Like, I'm not different. Like, I'm, you know, caring is stupid, you know, just, just trying to fit into the group that I was hanging around in. Lost myself. And then at 20 years old, I was living with a friend at the time in Texas. And I just was so tired of hearing about what happened to animals and not seeing it for myself. I'm a very like, I want to get down to the bottom of something. I don't want to talk. I don't want to, you know, talk about all the, all the fluff. I want to just get down to it. What's real. So I decided to take a two day trip. I thought it was going to be into um, a farm in the middle of America, in Utah, where um, I would sneak onto a farm and see how these animals were treated. But instead of it being a two-day trip, it ended up being a two-week trip because I went to the back of a grocery store to start, asked where the most premium, organic, free-range meat came off of what truck. Um, They told me which one. I saw it. It was like the most expensive one you could buy at the grocery store. Followed that to the production facility, which is a slaughterhouse. And then from there, followed that up to the farm. So this ended up being a very long trip for me. I snuck into my first farm at 20 years old with night vision cockles headset. Um, I stopped at this uh, spy shop on the way. Actually, I think it was a radio shack. Um, but I stopped in, got, <laughs> got my stuff and blue tarp because I had to go through barbed wire fence um, behind. So the, big, the front of the facility is here. I went to the back where there's a forest and I had to walk through the forest and then get to the barbed wire. And I put this blue tarp over me because I had to like squeeze myself through. I was basically like born through the barbed wire is what it probably looked like. And then I got in, went into my first farm and it was a chicken farm. And what I saw was nothing short of hell on earth. I had never thought that the scariest movies, the, the, you know, the hell, the damnation that you, you know, hear about in, in, in the Bible Belt and the South, nothing could ever equate to what I saw that day in person. I was actually less fearful for my own life moving forward after that because I said, well, I've, I've seen the worst of humanity and of this planet. And so it changed my life. I actually sat there for like four hours and didn't move and was just sitting around all of these chickens. They're walking all over me. And again, just observing. Um, I just couldn't believe what I was seeing that changed my life. And I immediately knew, um, I needed to move to Los Angeles and be vegan and learn as much as I can and try to create as much change as I could. Went to LA primarily because I was like, well, there's PETA there. I'll figure it out. And I just moved here and then ended up dappling and modeling and then acting and, you know, food. And I think I've just kind of taken all of those art forms and just 
sucked it all in, but paired it with what I really care about and the message, which is freeing these animals and um, bringing environmentalism into it as well. And just educating people because there's nothing more powerful than the truth. So that's incredible. I didn't know your full story. Um, would you say that that's sort of the journey you, you took people on via social media? How did your social media account grow to where it is today? So I was doing all of this as I was modeling like e-com at the time and no one knew I was doing this. I, so I went to Utah for the first time and then I, I kept going after that to different farms. I've been to South Carolina, North Carolina, Georgia. I've been all over and I've done this, but it's illegal. So, um, at the time when I was doing it, I never talked about it because I was scared, um, that someone might, you know, say something or be waiting for me or say, I want to go with you, but then turn me in kind of a thing. I pair with a lot of underground railroad, if you will, um, organizations who do this. So I have like a network of people that I work with. But when you do these things, you don't typically go with people. You go by yourself. You pass off the animals to someone else. It's kind of like just this chain of almost like a relay race. You know, we're passing off the baton and then you continue to take those animals to a sanctuary. Um, so it's not legal. Um, and yeah, so I never shared it on my socials. So I think people mostly followed me for my modeling. And when I realized that that was what was accumulating all of these people to follow me, I felt very, I felt very sad because I have so much more to give that I couldn't share in that moment. So I slowly started to bring in the vegan message, but first started showing pictures of baby animals on my page without talking about veganism. I wanted to warm people up to the thought of having these emotions toward, you know, quote unquote, farmed animals. And slowly, 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 then it started to graduate from that to this is what I'm eating today. And then this is vegan and I'm working out today. And this is what I'm going to eat after. And this is my plant protein. And then I started to just kind of build it off from there to not overwhelm people and to kind of bring them along for the journey with me um, that might allow them to adapt over time versus being like, I'm vegan. Here you go. You have to do all of this and overwhelm them. So I'm still in the process of doing that every day um, because I know everyone's at a different point in their life than I am. And it might take people a little bit longer. So I'm just aware of that on my social with how I put out content because it is overwhelming, but it also should be a bit. So, so how have you dealt with maybe some of the backlash that you've gotten and are you okay with losing followers because you much rather probably push the messages that you're passionate about? hundred percent. So, I mean, I, when the algorithm hit, obviously it hurt everybody, I feel like, um, but I lose followers, you know, accounts lose followers every day. And it's really about how much you gain and it counteracts. And if you, you know, if it's a little bit more than you end up gaining every day, but I quit my modeling career and I put out a lot of information about veganism. So it's like two things that I kind of did at the same time. And so I do lose a lot of people every single day, but I focus on the people that I'm touching. Um, and that sounded so funny. <laughs> Not that way. Um, <laughs> that I touch everybody. But I feel like, yeah, I focus on that because I know how powerful it was for me and how much I wanted to talk about the message and spread it. So I know if I you know, can reach someone and, and connect in that way, that they're going to influence and educate that many more people as well. So mm -hmm. it's okay. 
it's okay to lose, but I'd rather have less people with me as a community engaged and we're, you know, this team versus tons of people following me just to hit a like button for vapid reasons. So I, I really just, I'm just focusing on the positive. Yeah. That's amazing. I think uh, it's, it's cool because it's hard to do for whatever reason we get focused on the negative pieces. Like for example, I was looking at the reviews for our podcast today and I noticed one really bad one recently. And it's like, there can be a hundred great ones, but there's one bad one and that's all your brain can focus on. It's crazy how it does that. Right. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Like, I mean, I think we all like have that happen. I, I do too. I'll go through comments on my pictures and I, it's like, yeah, it just stops. And then even going and you're reading all the other positive, your mind just still goes there. And I think it can come from different places. And I think maybe it's also coming from a place of you want people to understand your message. So if you feel like you haven't conveyed it in the way, then you're almost down on yourself for not, you know, reaching that person versus it being like, oh, they don't like me because that's okay. Not a lot of people like a lot of people like oh, I want to be able to make them understand the way I am. So, yeah. Yeah. I get that. All right, everyone, sit tight and we'll be right back for some more adulting like a mother father. If you guys love cooking as much as we do, but you find yourself making the same things over and over, although delicious, uh, it can feel a little repetitive. So if that's you, you got to check out Green Chef. Green Chef is a USDA certified organic company that makes eating well easy and affordable with plans to fit every kind of lifestyle. Green Chef lets you choose from a wide array of easy-to-follow lifestyles with select organic ingredients. Everything comes pre-measured, perfectly portioned, and mostly prepped. Gets delivered right to your door. It's super, super easy, and they have meal plans for literally everybody. So if you're paleo, plant-powered like we are, keto, uh, or you can choose balanced living. Yeah, there's tons of options. And I think what's great is even if you're not a fan of cooking, it makes it easy enough for anyone to make. And the recipes are so unique. It's not something that like, at least for me, it's not something I could like curate myself out of like, I don't know, going to the store, picking stuff out of the cabinet. So really fun and um, certainly fun to do with like a friend or a partner. Um, it kind of just spices up your normal average dinner. You guys check out Green Chef. You can use our code ADULTING80 to get $80 off your first month plus free shipping on your first box. Go to greenchef.com slash ADULTING80 to redeem and get more details. Enjoy, you guys. All right, guys, we're back. Here's adulting like a mother father. I want to take a step back because I think this, this part's interesting. So it sounds like when you came out to LA, you started dipping your, your toes into areas that uh, were you genuinely passionate about? Or did you kind of know that those were avenues to potentially get attention to come back to your, your root cause? Yeah, I mean, you hit it on the nail on the head, like with modeling, I have to be honest. I could care less about it. Um, there really is nothing more to me to say about that than that for modeling, for acting. It's very different. Um, I had to work through a lot of trauma that I went through um, at a young age up until 20. And acting actually has helped me in so many ways that I didn't think they ever would. Um, by being an actress, you develop tons of empathy. I mean, you have to empathize with your character and who you become in that scene. And so I've learned to love myself a lot more through acting and love other people. I think um, acting would probably 
be the only thing that I actually had a passion for. But with modeling, it was like, oh, this is going to definitely gain a lot of traction or it's seeming like it is. And so let me couple this with the thing that I really care about. But I was very, I was very unhappy as a model, very unhappy. When you have you know, flashing lights in your face over 5,000 times a day in a white room, like we don't even know what the effects of that are yet. You could develop long-term effects and no one's researching that. So at the end of it, I literally had a moment where I closed my eyes and I still saw flashing lights on a shoot. And that was the day that I said, I'm done. I am not sacrificing my mental for this because, you know, you can do labor intensive things and your body's tired, but at the end of the day, if you don't have your mind, then what are you going to do? So when I felt like it was impacting that, I said, I've got to walk away from this career. So, so powerful. And I I remember, I think you had posted something about that because you for a long time were a very well-known model, like on very trendy fast fashion sites. And I think at some point you just put your foot down and said like, this isn't for me. This isn't who I am. I thought it was really powerful to like, go ahead and post that. Well, thanks. I mean, yeah, because it's also kind of telling the brands who the people I work with, I love. I mean, I adore they're my family, but it's also kind of saying people take offense to it. And it's not personal because they're not the ones who created the brand. They're not the ones, you know, we're all a part of a system sometimes that we don't necessarily agree with. You get in there to try to facilitate change. And if you can't, then you've got to walk away. And that's kind of what I did. But fast fashion is terrible for the planet. So, I mean, when I realized that there was really nothing to fix, it was like, this is just not sustainable through and through. Um, But yeah, I I said goodbye to a huge career overnight with really no backup plan. But that's what motivates you to figure it out. If I really haven't, I don't feel like I've ever really struggled um, enough to to kind of kick into overdrive. And so I was really ready for to, to allow myself to feel that, to get a little scared and be a little panicked for a second and then let it settle and then make a plan. That's what happened. That something that we talk about all the time, taking those risks. It's like a real big adult move and we're all afraid to do it. But once you do, you feel this sense of, I mean, fear, but also freedom. Um, yeah. And I think you've been a perfect example of that. So I want to talk a little bit about my one movement, because I know that this is something you're passionate about. It's something I'm passionate about for you in the world. Um, how did you get involved and tell us a little bit about it? Well, thank you. Yeah. So I, um, my boyfriend, uh, I met him about eight months ago and it was pretty wild because up until this point, I've never met somebody who was just as into not the same things that I was, but the same realm, I guess. There's so many, you know, so many interesting caveats within it, but it's really, it it was, it was life-changing to meet somebody who could teach me something for a change in in this sphere. Um, That was my age. (laughs) So I felt like when we sat down and we started talking, there was no, there wasn't really anything romantic going on. It was just us sharing all this information with each other about how much we care about the planet, how much you care about people, animals, uh, food, and all of these things. And also just philosophically. And anyways, I never met anybody who had kind of lit that spark in me before. I always felt like I was trying to teach, to teach, to teach. And yeah, I learned as well, but not really anybody with in my age group um, that I was dating. So Anyways, when I met him, it was just this overflow of just information. And 
then he started talking about a company that he had started. So he's more in the plastic sphere. So I'm very like animal driven environment health. Yeah, cool. But really I'd be lying if I said it wasn't for the animals, the animals are at the core of everything that I do. So but he is a more like humanitarian side of it. And so he's really passionate about cleaning up our oceans with, pla- you know, all the plastic and stuff. And so um, he told me in a very short, condensed way that he created a company where he creates sustainable reusables like canteens and, um, you know, there'll be a range of things, just kitchenware and to go where um, that's going to help clean up the planet, but also not just creating great products, but pairing it with organizations that do a lot of good. So I was like, that's cool. Tell me more. So I couldn't believe that he had this three-part system, which is basically create a product, partner with an organization to do, you know, to make some really positive impact, but also take the problem, which is ocean-bound plastic and make it into something that we can use. Mm-hmm. I thought that Genius. So essentially what he does is he partnered with this company organization who takes the plastic out of the ocean and fractals it up and condenses it to make robust bricks for people to make houses. So it's taking, you know, fixing one problem and another problem. So it's like a two part deal. And I thought this was incredible. So we can donate all day to organizations, but it's not steady. But when you have a product and you couple that mission with that, then it's a steady influx of revenue to where you can do the good work. And I thought that was just incredible because it's just a different way of thinking about consumerism. We bash on consumerism all day, but at the end of the day, we still consume. We're, we're in cities, you know, we're in very high populated areas. So anyways, um, this bottle removes 2000 plastic bottles, each one that you purchase from ocean bound waterways And then not only that, but it takes out that plastic and makes it into a home for a homeless waste picker who is out there picking up the plastic because they live under tarps. So I can send you a picture of it, but they literally live under the plastic that they take out of the ocean and make a home for themselves. And it's just tarps. They're living on the ground, Um, you know, no running water, no sewage, no no proper anything. And these are the people who are not only homeless, but doing some of the most incredible work for this planet. So they deserve to have a roof over their heads. And this one bottle makes it possible to do that. And it's a really cool thing. So, so awesome. Yeah. <laughs> Super cool. Love it. I'm, I just think it's, I'm, thank you because I feel like um, there's a lot of people that want to make better choices, but sometimes you need like a very clear path as to how to do that. And I feel like, you know, as simple as purchasing this bottle could really help. I mean, I mean, you said it, like it can really help so many things. And I just, I'm glad that you shared that because we need more, more people like that, more companies like that. Right. And, you know, beyond like the one movement, like I just want people to start purchasing things from companies who care. Like we, we worry about having to facilitate this change from the top, but if you change who you put your money into every single day, not just the one movement, you know, but like everything into food, into your the vehicles you drive, just everything. Then you are literally saying, this is what I support every day. Or you're a patron to whoever you put your money into. And these people, these huge corporations don't care about us, the planet, you know, the animals, nothing. It's all greedy. And 
we can change that to where you put so much pressure on them by boycotting that they have to change, not for the right reasons, but they'll do it because they'll have to catch up. They want to make money. Yeah, 100%. I think, um, I think that's a tough concept for people to wrap their minds around sometimes. Like take, take meat, for example, right? You can say, uh, yeah, I can choose to not eat this, but it's still going to be there for somebody else. But at the end of the day, when we all take accountability and we make that choice, and the demand for less meat in this example grows and grows and grows. And at, at some point, the corporations producing this stuff have to shift where they're putting their money and their resources because they're following the money always. So if you're saying, I'd rather put my money here into something more sustainable, then the corporation that's supplying will do the same thing. A hundred percent. I mean, that's totally right. And and I don't know how else to kind of package that to to present that to people, I guess, just through your actions every day and, you know, by example, but it's going to come when we all do it, you know, on, on a large scale. And so another thing people always like to talk about, well, being vegan or being environmentally friendly is a privilege. And I like to say yes, because to have choices, that is a privilege, right? To go into a grocery store and to be able to, you know, grab the alternative plant-based meat versus the regular meat at a comparable price is a privilege. I know that's not available to everybody, but also if you have that privilege and you're not choosing to buy that alternative product, that's better for the planet, better for the animals and actually better for the people as well, then you are being a bit negligent. And if you really care about the people who don't have those choices, because if they were in your shoes, they probably would be choosing that. And you know, the food industry is very discriminatory as well, where we set up all of, you know, our factory farms. It's around low income minority groups who literally spray feces onto these communities and, you know, poison them and and don't allow them to have grocery stores within a certain proximity of another one where we wouldn't like where we live. We can have multiple grocery stores all over. You have a Ralph's over here. You have an Air One. You have a Whole Foods. We're so lucky. They're literally low income minority communities where they're not allowed to have grocery stores. Like it's written in text. So they literally get their food from convenience stores every single day for them. We have to do better because it's, it's going to be the change that we, that we do that's going to create options for them. And it's not just about the animals. It's so much more. And we really have to see how it's going to impact everything. And if we really care, we'll make some change in our lives. So. Amen to that. Yeah. Kofi, what's next? I'm, I'm so, I think you're such an inspiration. I love picking your brain. What's next. So you're going to move to Canada and I'm sure you have a plan in mind of like what the future holds for you. Yeah. I mean, I, um, well, my cookbook's going to be coming out next year. So I'm working like that. Yeah. So been trying to get out that off the ground for a minute and then COVID happened. And I was like, well, there we go. So cookbook early next year. Um, I've rebranded my YouTube under a new name. It's actually called elbows on the table and it's going to be the name of my cookbook. And just now it's produced. I was doing this all out of my kitchen with my camera, you know, my tripod, just kind of doing everything by myself. And now I actually have a team and it's going to be an actual series, an actual show on my YouTube now. And after that, I have two things I'm working on. Um, I've gotten into the textile uh, sphere and I am working on creating an alternative textile that mimics animal leather um, that's made from plants because I love animal leather. I grew up in the South and that's all we wore is just big cowboy boots and belts and that's what everything was made out of. So 
I know the you know the necessity is there for people, so I just want to change it out with a more harmonious uh, material. And then also, I have started another company. Um, can I talk about that one here? Mm-hmm. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. There's another one coming as well, but all all really good things. Love it. Oh, I'm so excited for all the things. Thank you for coming on the show. Thank you for being so open and vulnerable and telling us about your story. I find these stories to veganism so inspiring, even being vegan as long as I have. I think that um, even if you're not and you're just a listener who's interested in eating more plant-based, these are just great stories to shed light on the reasons why. And I think we all know the reasons why we can make better choices. So I appreciate you being so open. Guys, you can have another baby. I know. <laughs> Look at it. It's it's a it's a real thing. Oh my gosh. That's wow. just the most crazy thing. Yeah. Well, one day when we um run away to Canada too. <laughs> I'm gonna hit you up. <laughs> Are you from Canada? Is that on the radar? No, no, but I love Can- I just love it. I love the people, I love the culture, and I I just think it's a beautiful, clean place to live, and I'm excited for you. I told you this when you didn't know where you were moving. I just said, when people move, it's like shaking up the ground. It just makes things just happen. And it, it, it's scary, but it's exciting and it's inspiring. So I'm excited for you and your love. And my love, my secret love. I'm not even putting it on social media, whatever. <laughs> well, it's not that secret now if I know he's the owner of my one movement. <laughs> <laughs> I put the pieces together real quick. Don't you think I'm going to go down that rabbit hole after this? <laughs> I, I'm just like, whatever. Like I, what we, we made no plans. COVID hit and my perception changed a lot. I'm still vegan, which is great, but a lot of things changed for me and caring about all of that, which I kind of did in my past relationships. Um, I'm just like, I'm going to just care less and just do what feels right in the moment. I think that that's great. It's now or never. We never, we honestly realize so quickly that things can change and you have no idea what's coming. You might as well seize the moment. If you're feeling something, own it. Um, and you're talking to two people who live by very little rules. Okay. <laughs> we have two kids out of wedlock, just doing our thing. Guys been married. We're not married. That's I love it. Oh, I love it. Uh, we've been together for a while but we've just been like you know things kind of have to happen to us for us to actually make it happen exactly and also like obviously in society there's this you know this pamphlet if you have to do this then you have to do this and you have to do this the stress of that makes me know i'm not going to do it right i'm I'm just going to be so worried about not doing it exactly that way that i'm i've already messed up so Mm -hmm. just do as you are everything the the way that you want to do it because that's not that's not for everybody and that that also doesn't validate your love in fact sometimes people do it and think that that's going to validate their love and then it ends up not so whatever you do is exactly right and i know first and foremost i mean i've been around you guys and daniela i know you like because you guys are like pristine you are the you're the shiny example of just, yeah. That's that's too much pressure though. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> chill out there. Chill out. <laughs> no, it was perfect. But I, you guys, and I'm like, yeah, that's really cool. But you guys are a good support system for each other. And that's very admirable. So 
Thank you. Oh, I miss you. And it was really good to see you. Um, I would love to keep in touch, obviously. But, um, you know, if you're back in L.A. and you don't have a place to stay, I promise our roof won't fall on you. (laughs) I thought you were going to say I can sleep all over. (laughs) No. (laughs) No, you have a nice, cozy office, playroom, guest room ready for you. (laughs) I cook, I clean. I cook. Beautiful. All right. So, well, enjoy your adventures ahead. We love you. And thanks for coming on Adult and Life Mother Father. Of course. Bye, guys. Bye. Don't go anywhere. We'll be right back in a few with more Adulting Like a Mother Father. Guys, you know what's really scary? Seeing just how much you could have been saving on car insurance by switching to Geico. It's almost as scary as the homemade elf costume your mom made you wear in junior high school. No, Geico can't erase the memory of tripping down the hallway in oversized pointy shoes, but they could save you 15% or more on car insurance. That's right. So stop waking up at night in a cold sweat wondering what happened to that green onesie. Just switch to Geico and save. 15 minutes could save you 15% or more on car insurance. With the holidays coming up, we'd like to offer you a little something special. And all we're asking in return is a few moments of your time to help support a great sponsor of this podcast. We ask that you complete a short survey because your opinion matters to us and our sponsors. It'll only take a couple minutes. And if you're one of the first people to do it, we'll give you a reward in return. Just go to podcastopinions.com and everything will be right there for you. That's podcastopinions.com. The first 150 people who complete the survey will get a $10 gift card to amazon.com. All of our shows are supported by advertisers, so filling this out will really help us. Please go to podcastopinions.com, and as always, thank you for supporting the show. And now back to Adulting Like a Mother Father. And we're back. So, what did you think of that? I was impressed with the conversation. Yeah, I mean, we've known her for a little while, um... I, I know she's been around a few times. I haven't really had an in-depth conversation with her. Um, but I personally took a lot from it. And I found it interesting to hear that your stories are similar in ways. Like, for example, I feel like your your passion for animals and the environment and people uh, and your mindset around like what you thought was right and wrong was really solidified from a young age, mm-hmm. which I feel like probably comes naturally to more people than like those who want to accept that. If that makes sense. I think you're totally onto something. I think what you're trying to say also is that like a lot of people suppress some of their intuition because they want to fit in. Yeah. I think it's that. I think it's part of just, I think it's family life, what you're taught, Mm -hmm. what uh, society tells you is normal or what you should be doing. Yep. So for me, it's really cool to see people like her, someone who holds herself really well and beyond her years and somebody like you, where you guys, you stand, I want to use some, some verbiage here, unwavered, okay. (laughs) in your purpose and your passion and like what you guys feel is, is right. And I think I've seen being introduced to this world through you nine years ago, I've seen a lot and I understand a lot more, but I, one of the things that I haven't loved is I've seen how people go about educating. spreading their message yeah. and educating. And I don't agree with all of it. And I think that both of you guys have really, uh, you have great approaches to how you want to spread love and education and just 
positivity in the world. Mm-hmm. Thank you. You're welcome. That's super cool. That's a big compliment. Um, it's something that, and I know she feels the same way, but it's something that you do have to be mindful of because sometimes you are triggered by something you see or feel and you want to just be so blatant about the way you share it. But the truth is, is people don't respond to that as well as you want them to. No, almost never. Never, right? So there is a method, right? And I think more importantly, just living the way that you want to live, hopefully has its own effect on people. And and you can leave it at that. Yeah. The other thing I took away just quickly is uh, her appetite for risk. And I just think it's so important. So everybody else, young adults, older adults, older, older adults, like there's never a point in your life, unless it's stupidity, right? That, you shouldn't be taking risks to go after and have the life that you want or the life that feels right for you. So hearing her talk about coming to LA, uh, and getting into modeling and like that, it seems like that Avenue exploded for her and then dabbling in acting. I don't know too much about what she did there, but obviously she had some success. She saw work there. Um, and being able to step away completely, at least from the modeling piece, which is probably providing a life for her that she had never had before. It's crazy. Like, and it takes a serious appetite for risk to say, nah, you know, financially, this is amazing, but I'm going to just stop it here. Cold Turkey, because I'm about more than this and I'll figure it out. I don't know what I'm going to do, but I'll figure it out. I am so attracted to people who make decisions like that. I think it's so Which motivating. Which is why she thinks I'm hot. <laughs> I think it's so motivating. I, I seek a little bit of that thrill in life. And, um, and so, yeah, no, I couldn't agree more. That's why I'm so excited for Drew. I'm so excited for what the future holds because, you know, we're at a place in our life now, especially with kids that like, it's not as easy to just pick up and, and take off and go. Well, obviously now in 2020, there's no real travel, but it's like the risk that we can take is a little bit more methodical, but still just as exciting. Does that make sense? Like in terms of business or, you know, carving out opportunity for your future, that to me is the thrill I'm looking for. Yeah. I think, um, my thought on that is, is taking risk is, is a must, but also I hate to use the same word, but mitigating risk while you take risk is also equally as important. Yeah. Right. And that was drilled into me because I was an accountant. More specifically, I was an auditor. And all you're doing is looking at risk all day long when you go out to audit financials of a company. Right. So that's kind of been ingrained in me. But yeah, I mean, we're in our thirties, one kid, another kid on the way. We have plenty of responsibilities. There's never a better time than now to do what you want to do and take that risk. But at the same time, like the reality is we do have things that we have to make sure get done and are provided. So you take risk knowing like what the worst possible outcome is and that risk should always outweigh that. Yeah. That's good advice. Yeah. I think that's what I was trying to say in my roundabout way. So thank you again for filling in those blanks so effortlessly. This is why you're my co-host of adulting like a mother father. You're my (laughs) co-host. All right, guys. Well, thanks so much for tuning in this week. We're excited for next week's episode. So be sure not to miss that. In the meantime, if you have a few extra minutes, we would love to hear from you. Thoughts, feelings, brief, go into depth. We don't care. We want to know what your thoughts are on the show. So leave us a review at Apple Podcasts 
podcast. We very much appreciate five stars, but of course, <laughs> constructive criticism is totally fine. We actually did see a review recently that definitely left a mark in our brains. So don't think that we don't read every single one, even the ones that we don't favor as much. What does it mean? <laughs> it's okay. We'll talk about it later. Um, until then, uh, have a beautiful week, you guys. I hope it's full of more wins than fails. See you next week. Thank you for listening to this episode of Adulting Like a Mother Father. New shows drop every Tuesday on the Direct Message Network on Podcast One.